Hi, Keith. Hi, Jeff. Alrighty, uh, this is the time of year when tax bills come due. A lot of us maybe pay our own property taxes through our mortgages, or we go right to the tax office. Uh, I actually adopted that habit of very often printing out my taxes and being a, a good Connecticut <laughs> Yankee and going in there and paying them in person and insisting on a receipt. But uh, but taxes are high, it seems, in Connecticut. That said, they'd probably be a lot higher without the huge sums of money that states send to municipalities each year. How much money are we talking about? This is a very big part of the state budget. In a $20 billion budget, you're talking about a little bit more than one-eighth. You're talking about $2.5 billion. And we're talking about money that not only goes to school districts, but that goes to town halls. That helps to pay for everything from clearing snow on the roads to paying for the public works crews that might collect garbage, helping to pay for your town hall staff, your police department, and the like. It's a very big part of the overall state budget. And these come as grants with lots of acronyms, ECS, PILOT. They, they come in block grants, not block grants, but in grants to municipalities. Right. These are generally referred to as the major statutory grants. In other words, it's not a competition. You get it because you're part of the state of Connecticut. And, and that's something that I think as we keep talking, and particularly about education, we'll get into. There's starting to be more of a debate as money's getting tight. Should every town get a grant or every city get a grant just because they're in Connecticut? What if they're really well off? Let's go to education. We hear that discussion when it comes, I think, to ECS, Educational Cost Sharing Fund or Education Cost Sharing Funds. What is the nut of that argument between, say, a town like Hartford that would make the case that it needs as much funding, if not more, than it gets, and a suburban town that that might be doing fairly well on its own? Well, now I'm going to show my age, but we're going back all the way to the early 1980s, and the the Connecticut Supreme Court settled a case called Horton versus Meskel, where they tried to determine if the system of funding municipal schools primarily with property taxes, really provided for an equal education for all Connecticut students. The courts ultimately determined it did not, and the legislature, for the better part of closing in on 50 years now, Mm -hmm. not quite, has been trying to come up with formulas to help equalize education. Nobody's saying we've achieved equality, but to help try to equalize at least funding for education. So Connecticut has had a formula since the late 1980s called, as you said, ECS or the Education Cost Sharing Grant. It takes a look at a community's wealth. It takes a look at the number of poor families in that uh, city or town. It takes a look at how much local tax dollars have gone into education in the past. Unfortunately, politics has also entered into it over time. So the formula is always tampered with, but that's the single biggest part of local aid out of about $2.5 billion, that's $2 billion. And then you have a lot of politicians who've come up in a political system since 1980s, growing up politically in a system where there always has been an ECS, and therefore there always is uh, money coming to their town. Do they have trouble thinking of a world in which money wouldn't be equally distributed through this system? A tremendous amount of trouble. That's a really important point. We've even had a word for the dynamic you just described. It was always called hold harmless. No community should get less education aid than they got the previous year. It's okay, or it's not preferable, but it's okay if it stays flat, but God forbid it goes down. We've slowly, in the last few years, started to go away from hold harmless as the state budget has struggled with deficits. But now we're getting to a point because 
the state has to spend so much money on its debt costs, on retirement benefits and bonded debt, doesn't have the money for municipal aid it used to. And some people are saying wealthy towns should get no education cost sharing aid or even no municipal aid at all. Let's shift a little bit now from education funding and talk about pilot funding. These are dollars that come to towns and cities to offset Will you tell me, what are they offsetting? Sure. This is very important, too, because now we're going to the other end of the spectrum, the other end of the wealth spectrum. PILOT is important, and it's an acronym for payment in lieu of taxes. Uh, It's important to all communities, but particularly poor cities and towns. The state has long had a system for helping to compensate communities that have limits on their ability to tax. Under state law, a city or town cannot tax state property. You can't collect property taxes on the state capital. You can't collect property taxes on a state park. We offer a similar exemption for large nonprofits like colleges, Mm. hospitals, things that are deemed vital. And most of the things we're talking about, Jeff, are located in urban centers. I mean, you will find some state parks scattered, but most of these, I mean, you, you tend to find hospitals and colleges in cities so they can serve both the city and the suburbs and rural towns that are, that are around it. That pilot system has really been struggling. To wrap up, Keith, as we look at future deficits in out years when it comes to the state budget, and we consider that roughly one-eighth of the state's budget is grants in aid to municipalities, what's the future of this kind of funding for, for towns and cities? Well, I think right now the future is on a dangerous trend. Like I, I had mentioned that Pilot is struggling. We were, we're supposed to be giving by law about 45 cents back on a dollar for state property that a town can't tax. We're down to about 14%. For colleges and hospitals, it was supposed to be about 77 cents on a dollar, and it's closer to about 30 cents. That's one of the big problems the city of Hartford said it was facing as it was dancing dangerously close to bankruptcy. They said, well, look, we have tons of property we can't tax and it's shrinking. This is going to be a crisis that Connecticut faces probably for the next 10 to 15 years because that's the same period our debt costs are ballooning over. And we're already biting into municipal aid, pulling it back, and we haven't even gone through the worst of those debt costs. Keith Faneff helps to bring fiscal sanity to the state as a reporter for the Connecticut Mirror. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Jeff.